Hello and welcome to the Collective Wisdom Podcast, the podcast that explores how to be a wiser version of yourself. This is a podcast that helps you to tap into your own inner wisdom and find the answers within you for how to live your best life. I'm your host, Kat Preston. I'm a certified life coach and I help people to turn down the noise in their heads and tune into the wisdom in their hearts. Every week, I'll be asking my guests to tell their stories about what they've learned along the way and share some of their wisdom with us. I'm so thrilled you can join us. Hey there, my wise friends, and a warm welcome to episode 49 of Collective Wisdom, which today is all about having babies. It's a bit of a self-serving podcast as my sister Anna is about to have her second baby. So we're all really excited at the prospect of welcoming a new little being into the world. There's something just so magical about meeting and holding a new baby for the first time that never gets old. And I think the most fun part about being an auntie is you get to do all of that and then hand them back to their mummy to do all the sleepless nights. No, only joking. As my guest today will explain, that's all part of the fun. I first met Christina when we were both on the same coach training course and I loved her story about being in a meditation and having a vision of herself sitting with a woman holding space for her and really listening. What she took from that is that she wanted to become a coach so she trusted her intuition and signed up for the course and just afterwards discovered she was pregnant with her third child which was a welcome surprise but left her wondering if that was the right time to carry on training. Something inside her told her to just keep going and trust the process, which for me always means trust yourself. And sure enough, thanks to the pregnancy, she's found herself discovering real meaning and purpose as a coach and is now helping other women experience a positive and empowering pregnancy and birth and a mindful transition to motherhood through her work as a doula and a coach for pregnant women and new mothers. And as you'll hear, she really is sharing her own lived experience and using that to inform her work. It was a fascinating conversation about leaning into your intuition as a mother and one which I think you'll really enjoy. I'm so excited to be joined today by my friend and fellow coach, Christina Lewis. Christina and I first met when we were both training with IPEC and her warmth and supportive nature was a joy to be around. To give Christina her full title, she's a German and English speaking birth and postpartum doula, mindfulness coach, and pre and postnatal yoga teacher. She's German, married to an American, and they live in Stuttgart, Germany with their three children. Christina has a background in marketing and international business, but back in 2019, she decided to change her career field and train to become a coach. It was during this time that she got pregnant with her third child. And it was just so much fun to be part of that journey with her and to celebrate the arrival of her little baby shortly after we all finished training. Having had a traumatizing birth experience with her second child, Christina promised herself to do things differently this time around. This was her starting point of a deep dive into the history of childbirth and the physiology of pregnancy and childbirth. Both her coaching skills and her yoga and meditation practice helped her to truly connect with her intuition and guided her on her own unique path of realizing how pregnancy and childbirth can be seen as a gateway to transformation rather than just a medicalized event and can be an empowering experience for women. Having now gone on to complete her training as a certified doula, 
Christina has since made it her mission to support and accompany others on their journey of pregnancy, childbirth and postpartum. So a warm, warm welcome, Christina, and thanks so much for joining me when I know life must be pretty busy over there with three children and running your own business. It is, it is. But thank you so much, Kat. I'm so excited to be here on the podcast. Thank you for inviting me. It's I'm so happy pleasure. that we still, still uh, make it happen this year. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, this is going to be released in January, but we're actually recording just before Christmas. So I'm especially grateful because I know with school finishing and, you know, it's a mad time of year. And um, but that's kind of the juggle, isn't it? Being a busy mom and running a business. I was really interested in what you were saying about pregnancy being a gateway to transformation. Um, that has clearly been the case for you. And I'd really just love to dig into what you mean by that. Yeah, so um, this is definitely um, a topic that I have um, become very, very passionate about. Yeah. Um, I think you probably know since you're also like following me on my Instagram and I keep talking about it all the time. And yeah, so um, in my own, I, I think I have to go back a little bit to my own personal experience. So you mentioned it in the introduction. So I have three children and um, with my first child, I was actually really young. I was only uh, 20 when I got pregnant, just mm -hmm. 21 when he was born. And I, um, I remember I was very, very scared of childbirth. Mm, and I think this is imagine. a problem. In, yeah, this is a problem in general, I think, in our society, just the birth culture and um, that we that we live in, that birth is looked up on as like something really scary. And I remember that I didn't even want to do any type of childbirth preparation. I was just like, I'm, I'm just going to go in and the baby's going to be born somehow. And yeah. people just told me like, yeah, just make sure you get an epidural and just get it over with. And this is like, I know. I think that was my make... experience too, is when you're frightened of something, you do just sort of, oh, let's just not talk about it, you know, and hope yeah, that it all goes right on the day. Complete, like avoidance, right? And that's what I did. And it worked out okay for me. It was mm -hmm. an okay experience. Um, and, and then 10 years, fast forward 10 years, and um, I was pregnant with my second um, child, my son, my second son. And um, I thought, I'm going to do the exact same thing again. I'm just going to avoid it. I'm just going to go in on the day when I go into labor and the same thing will happen. Well, it didn't. And um, it was a very, it was looking back now, it was a traumatizing event for me. Not because something, it wasn't an emergency situation or anything like that. It was just because I wasn't prepared for what was going to happen. Right. And I with totally that gap, didn't. would you say you, you kind of thought, oh, well, I've had one baby, so therefore there's an assumption that, oh, this will just be exactly the same experience. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I thought it, the same thing will happen again, and it didn't. And, um, and therefore it was a very, so I wanted, I went into the hospital and I wanted to get an epidural again, um, like I did the first time. And then they told me it's too late. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So you go into panic. <laughs> and I went into complete panic mode. Wow. And wow. my husband, he also didn't know what to do for him. It was, it was the first birth experience and he didn't know how to support me. Um, also the fact that he doesn't speak any German didn't make it any better. Uh -huh. And it was a very, um, it was a tough experience. Yeah. Um, yeah. and, um, I mean, my, my son was born, he was healthy, everything was fine, but I went into a uh, postpartum depression after this. Wow. 
Wow. Yeah. And do you I think mean, that, that, that experience sort of contributed to that, do you think? Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. I think there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of power in, in birth. I think it is truly transformative power and it can be, it can be beautiful. It can be healing. And we'll talk about that in a moment. Um, but it can also be in a sense, traumatizing or even re-traumatizing. Right. So yeah. I already had a lot of other things um, going on and um, it kind of like all popped up again. Yeah. And, and how did it manifest itself postpartum depression? How did you, how did you deal with it? I was so it? angry. Oh, wow. Wow. I was angry. Yeah. I That's not an emotion. Angry. Yeah. When you, when you think about depression, you don't think about anger as being the sort of driving force behind it. Yeah, I was exactly. Yeah. That, and I think it oftentimes is, it's, it's an interesting point because I think we oftentimes look at depression as somebody who is just crying and sad, but it really isn't. A lot of times there are a lot of emotions going on. Yeah. It's just that we kind of like almost shut down in a way. Right. And, and for you, what was the, I mean, you're obviously in this situation and it must be so hard because you've also got this little baby to take care of. Was there a point where, you know, how did you find help? I did. Um, I did. Luckily, I already had been working with a therapist before that. Mm -hmm. And I did realize, okay, what is happening here is not normal. It's not like how it's supposed to be. Right. And, um, and I did go to therapy and I did talk about what happened. And that was very, very helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Just to process you, everything. You would say that, that, you know, this is now informed how you, how you go about helping other mothers is because if, if that whole birthing experience is a little bit more positive and you can empower people to really lean into it, this can, you can avoid perhaps getting into that situation in the first place. 100%. And this is, and it's really interesting, right? Life is so interesting sometimes how we do go through a, a huge challenge, right? Um, even trauma, right? Yeah. And um, in the moment, yeah, I mean, it, it might even um, make us feel really stuck. But when we work through it, then there's so much power in it. Because yeah. I know now in hindsight, had I not gone through this kind of experience, I wouldn't be where I am today. No. I wouldn't have had the, the my, so my third, my third pregnancy, starting from the pregnancy, right from the beginning, I, I knew, like you said in the introduction, I knew I have to do things differently this time. Right. I, I, I cannot have this kind of experience again. And I really went and, and dove into like learning about childbirth. And it was, it was mind blowing, Kat. So what, yeah, what, what are some of the things that you have discovered? Well, that for one, that I do think that the kind of culture we live in, the society we live in, like I already said, has a very negative kind of picture about childbirth. If you think about Hollywood movies, right? Mm. What usually happens? It always, it's always the same thing. The water breaks then in the next scene. <laughs> and actually, usually labor doesn't start like that. In the most cases, it doesn't start like that. So that's already a false picture. And then in the next scene, you see a woman giving birth, laying on her back, she's screaming, probably the husband or partner faints. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, the sort of Disneyfied version. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And this is kind of like the, this is how we grow up thinking this is what birth is like. 
Mm. And what I discovered was that that it doesn't have to be like that. No, no. And I know, I mean, I think your birthing video with your third child is, you know, that's part of your Instagram. It's part of the story of how you come to do the work you do. It's one of the most beautiful scenes. It's so serene and calm and yeah, it's it's the antithesis of of those images of people sort of lying on their back screaming and you know it all being chaos and it really is just this moment of complete yeah beauty and honesty and it, it's amazing it's amazing that you shared it actually um, yeah because yeah. it is your your story so tell me a bit more about you know you said one of the questions you're often asked is what is a doula mm-hmm. and what yeah, do you do. So- Exactly. So a doula is actually kind of like a birth coach. Right. It's um it's somebody who supports families. And I, I say families because it's not just only the the pregnant woman, it's also the um the partner. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's maybe there are children. So just supporting them with evidence-based information. So again, here like the the information that sometimes we are in a highly medicalized um system. Yeah. And I really, I always say that I do not want to badmouth um, medical doctors. I think they're extremely important. And there are definitely um, pregnancies where it's very important that we are, we, we have doctors and, and, and that help and support. But it's um, a pregnant woman is not necessarily, she's not sick. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's something that is very important to understand. It's, it's okay to get the medical support, but there's more to it than just that. And so a doula comes in and gives like the, um, the emotional support um, in, in the first place, emotional support, but also birth preparation. So usually what I do when I work with families, I meet up with them and we go over birth plans. We talk about what is, what, what are the um, ideal, like what, is, what does an ideal birth look like for the pregnant person? Um, but we also talk about what can happen, what are things that could happen along the way that maybe, you know, we need to um, just be open minded and yeah. take into consideration. So all those things I prepare, I prepare those families um, to feel really confident going into birth. We talk about fears, like what we were just talking about, like, what are your fears? I ask yeah. them oftentimes. So I guess that it is that idea of just once you have said something out loud, had a chance to express it, have it validated even to yeah. say, yeah, that's a very real fear. And, and I'm not surprised you're feeling that way can often help you move through it yourself in that way that is empowering. Exactly. You know? I think as, as, as soon as we start addressing the fears, just by talking about them, like you said, validating them, it already it already kind of like brings back we reclaim a little bit of it yeah the power that we hold within ourselves i also the the word empowerment it's like we hear that everywhere empowered birth and empowered this and empowered that and um i think sometimes it's a little bit overused but i do think when it comes to birth it's it's very true but i always tell women what is an empowered birth empowerment comes from within Mm. i cannot empower somebody no but you can give them the chance to as you say, outline what would even look like a, you know, a a, a happy, successful birth for them. What does that look like? And what I think I love most about what you're doing is it's this 
reaching into someone to help them trust their own intuition that it's not always about being told what to do how to do it that there's a prescribed way obviously there are you know medical procedures but it was funny because i i was reading the other day that we only started lying down to give birth because of henry the 8th there was a sort yeah. of henry the 8th came out with this edict that you know it was better to lie down and that for, for for centuries before that women had given birth standing up yes and that kind of yeah you think oh that does actually make a lot more sense gravity yes. <laughs> exactly see and that's what i meant when i said when i started educating myself like i was like wow why does nobody tell us that yeah yeah. Nobody tells you that. You go into the hospital ready to give birth. They tell you to lay down. Nobody tells you like there's an alternative. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, we just, are in a in a in a system that is um shaped by patriarchy, right? That's just a fact. Without yeah. trying to blame anyone, I'm not saying yeah. like, oh, it's man's fault, but that is just a fact that we all, both men and women, we have to deal with. Yeah, there's absolutely. a lot of labeling. There's a lot of duality, right? Yeah, in, in our world, like good and bad, feminine and masculine. And I think what I want to do with my work is like challenge that a little bit. Yeah, and I think the other thing that your work highlights is that in in past societies, the way our societies were structured, there would have been a lot more support for women who have just given birth. You know, and I know even in my experience of living in Asian cultures. For a whole month, women live in confinement. They don't go out. They don't, you know, whereas in the West, we can be a little bit, oh, can I get back into my pre-pregnancy clothing? Can I, you know, can I try and spin all the plates straight away? And we're not so used to leaning into that support network or, or often we just don't have it there. Yeah. You know, and I think that's the role of, because presumably as a doula, you then continue post-birth to, to lend your support. Absolutely. Um, you know, there is this African proverb, um, it takes a village to raise a child. Yeah, yeah. And it's beautiful, but what but we the problem is that we live in a world, in a society, we don't have that village. If you think about it, a lot of people they don't, they might not even have family clothes. Mm -hmm. I, I work a lot with expat families here in Germany, like military families that move over from the US. They oftentimes they don't have anybody here. If they're yeah. lucky, maybe a mom will come out for a couple of weeks. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that can contribute to postpartum depression absolutely. in so many ways. Just that sense of isolation. And then that sense that you're not doing it right. You know, you're measuring yourself against someone else. And again, I think what your, your Instagram helps do is help people access ways maybe joining a yoga class maybe you know you can find support not just from a family network but from from places that you can go with your baby and meet other mothers all in the same situation and taking life a little bit more slowly yeah you know, there's a there's a real sense of just slow it down if you can absolutely yeah and i think and i what's one thing i've noticed about my my life story in a way it's a lot of trial and error i, I always tell mm -hmm. people that i've um i've tried out a lot of things or i've experienced like everything i i teach now i always try to really walk the talk yeah yeah i i really tell families like i i know what it's like i know i've experienced it i i know how important it is to connect with people i know how difficult it is sometimes like there's a lot of like 
feelings of guilt and mom guilt out there like am i doing this right and comparing ourselves to others and that makes it really hard sometimes and mm. and again here it is a huge transition like birth is just one part of it it's like the rite of passage yeah, into yeah. motherhood or parenthood and yeah the, there are so many challenges it's not an easy time but there is support out there absolutely so how how have you found it this third time around when you compare to that you know you said the second birth was quite traumatic and you therefore suffered for quite a long time afterwards leaning into those things that you know through through experience to be true how have you found this experience with your your little one who's just gorgeous <laughs> yeah like i said so for me my third birth experience was really very healing because i uh this time around for one, I, I did choose to have a home birth mm. um, over a hospital birth, which again, I always want to emphasize, it's not about where you give birth. It doesn't matter. It's about how you feel about it, how you go into it, how confident mm. you are. Mm. Um, so, um, but for me, for me, it just felt right to be at home. And um, it, was, it was a very, very beautiful experience and um, very empowering in that sense. Mm -hmm. And so it completely felt like a, like a complete different person after that compared to my, my second son's birth. So it really, and that's why I do this work because it matters so much how we experience it. And then also, of course, the kind of support that we get afterwards. Well, you know, that's what I love about your story. I think that you went into the coach training program and at that point you weren't even pregnant. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, so suddenly you find yourself pregnant and it has informed the type of work you're doing. It's totally because that has become so important to you, you know, that this experience is a lived experience and that's it what's is. driving you forwards um, to support other people. It's become your mission almost you know, by accident, it, it feels like it's just, the world has just sort of pivoted to meet you where you are, which is so beautiful. Yeah, that is true. It's it's funny how sometimes like life just unfolds itself. Mm. If you, mm. if you trust the process. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so true. That was a, that was a phrase that was constantly, and this idea of sometimes it's, you get more from letting go, just surrendering yeah. to things rather than trying to strive that that sort of very masculine energy of trying to strive and make things happen in a certain way. So just being able to let go to th and, and, and see what comes up and see, see where that I, takes you. Yes, Kat. And I love that you say that because I feel like that resonates so much with me. The surrender is, mm -hmm. is such a big part of, of giving birth, but also becoming parents a lot of it has to do with surrendering to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and not always beating yourselves up for not getting it right, that there's been, you know, there's one prescribed way of doing things. I think as parents, there is no sort of manual that comes, you're, you arrive with this little baby and you're just sort of learning on the job, as it were. Um, there's so much of it, you just have to, yeah, start to be able to trust yourself rather than thinking that you've got to mark yourself against someone else. It's so important. Yeah, and I think here again, the, the problem is a little bit that we we have so much information nowadays with the internet and everything. Mm -hmm. Dr. Google, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> one click away, you have a question and one click away, you have a million answers. Yeah. And, and that makes it difficult sometimes. 
Yeah, absolutely. So what you, I, I, what I'm hearing from you is the work you do really is about saying to people, yes, there's information. Yes, there's different ways of approaching it, but this is now starting to, to feel into what feels right for you. When yes. you, when you talk about trusting your intuition, both yes. in, in the birthing experience, but also then beyond that as a parent, you know, what, yeah. what feels most resonant for you, um, as a parent. Exactly, because I think I believe that intuition is our greatest, it's a superpower. Yeah. And yeah. and it's scientifically proven that during pregnancy and in motherhood in general, we have a heightened intuition. And I just wish that that we would all of us would just acknowledge that a little bit more, Absolutely. especially also in the field, in the medical field. Like when there is, I have, for example, um a friend and um she she made the experience that she wanted to have a vaginal birth and she went into the hospital and she just had a very negative feeling about it and she told the doctors that she wanted to get a, a c-section and they they didn't listen to her and for the longest time they tried all kinds of stuff and it, it ended up in an emergency c-section mm. and it's like you could have listened to her right from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. And there's so many stories like that. That's just one example that just recently happened where women know deep down inside, they oftentimes know what is wrong or what is right. What needs to be done. Absolutely. To be done. So for you, you know, we, we talk on this podcast about the challenges that are faced and, you know, facing postpartum depression, that's a, that's a huge challenge. And I think it's something that you were saying when before we started recording it's just sometimes we just don't talk about these things enough you know there's a sort of shame surrounded by it for people who are saying okay i'm hearing this i want to lean more into my intuition how do you overcome oh. those challenges like how do you actually embody this in a way yeah yeah i guess that's what i mean yeah so um and that's a really good question i mean so what we hear a lot is this typical statement like oh, you had a negative birth experience. Well, but you have a healthy baby now. So just be happy. Mm. And I think, I think, of course, yeah, it's great to have a healthy baby, but just to tune in with the story, right, in, in, in a way and to, to process it and to just allow yourself to, to feel all the feelings because birth is transformative and it brings up a lot of emotions. And I think we should women should be allowed to process all of this. And, and I think with that comes healing if you allow the feelings to actually flow. And I, and I, I do think that, in, that we oftentimes just kind of like always move on to the next, to the next challenges mm -hmm. and the next mm -hmm. one. And, um, and sometimes we have the saying of like, yeah, what's in the past should be in the past, but if it hasn't been processed, then it will in a way linger around and then maybe you get pregnant and, and you don't you might not think about it for years and you get pregnant again and all of a sudden it all comes back up so, so i think it's you... really important to tune in with um with the body and the experiences and to kind of like gauge maybe even like do i want to talk to somebody about this yeah yeah and i know i know you've described um you have quite a strong meditation practice is that something you help your your clients with? Is that something you encourage? I definitely think that um, yoga, yoga and meditation are definitely practices that can help us really tune in with the body and in there and therefore also tune in with our intuition. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really helpful. But I always tell people like, you have to find, find what works best for you because not everybody is a yogi. And I'm not trying to push that on, on anyone. No, like, oh, no. now you're my client. Now you have to. Um, I mean, I do definitely use a lot of like relaxation techniques, breath work, body scans, just to help people kind of like slow down their nervous system. And it's yeah. really interesting. I, I know people, they're like, I've never done this. And then they, they come back a couple of weeks later, they've given birth and they're like, I really want to take a yoga class with you. Yeah, and that doesn't surprise me at all. You know, I think that what you're saying basically is you're dealing with the emotional as well as the physical side of of giving birth. And I think it's that emotional side that often gets brushed away. It's it's as long as everybody's healthy and you just pick up the pieces and you carry on going. And especially if it's a second or third child, you know, we were talking about the challenge of moving from one to two children and then two to three being a bigger jump. I don't know how that's been for you. Yeah, and it's and I think it, it's hard sometimes because we are so caught up in this whole like parenting and um, there's not much time. Yeah, like mothers don't oftentimes have a lot of time to really tune in with their needs and 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 self care. And then yeah. oftentimes I hear like, oh, self care. Um, I I took a bath. And that was my self-care. But self-care is a lot more than that. Self-care, at least to me, is really allowing yourself to sit with your feelings. Yeah. And that's where the meditation comes in, often just taking some moments. And, And I think this, I mean, it's a bit of an old proverb, but sleep when the baby sleeps, especially in those first few months. Um, we, we, we have this tendency to want to rush to try and get things done when the baby's asleep. But I think it's certainly from my experience, sleep patterns get changed so much and that can have such a disastrous effect on your mental health. Um, if you, if you're not aware of the fact that you're not getting enough sleep generally at night, therefore you somehow you do have to try and make it up in the daytime. Yeah, and it's um, it's funny that you bring that up because again here um, I feel like I'm always being confronted with challenges <laughs> that kind of like like blend in with the work that I'm doing because my first two sons they were actually easy sleepers. So oh, right, I, right. Yeah, so I never really had the the sleeping issue like that, but I know a lot of families do, and now with um, our daughter she is um yeah like sleep is a whole different challenge so it's the third child and all of a sudden i'm like having like the sleepless nights and and so it's interesting because i um i definitely also get those moments where i'm frustrated and tired and sleep deprived and and just like what is all that and i i caught myself googling like how to get a nine months old to sleep So so you're trusting like, my intuition here, yeah. Right, but then I did realize, like, oh, actually, what I'm doing here is, I, I fall into the trap, yeah, of like yeah. looking for external information on what yeah, to do, yeah, yeah. and rather than actually just sitting with it and just, you know, like sometimes it just, yeah, that's just how it is. That's that's parenthood. Yeah, absolutely. And I know for me, you know, we talk about an uh, an act of kindness. When I was pregnant, uh, when I was, I just had my first baby and I I ended up 
uh, we were moving over to Singapore and I ended up moving in with my parents for a couple of weeks because our house had been rented out and it was just before I left. And I remember I was so tired and my mum just seemed to instinctively know. She just said, here, look, I'll take the baby because he wouldn't stop crying and, and you just go and go to sleep. And there was something so comforting about knowing you know, he wasn't hungry. I just fed him. So whatever happened. And she just sort of paced up and down, jiggling him about and, you know, and, and everything went quiet. And I just remember falling into this deep, deep sleep. And it was mm-hmm. just, just what I needed at that mm-hmm. moment. It was just so, I think those moments of being seen and somebody just saying, right here, here, let me take the baby and just give you, and it was probably only an hour but oh my goodness. So have you had any experiences like that where there's just been moments of kindness that have struck you as being part of your sort of parenting journey? Yeah. So there's actually a quite, I mean, in the moment it wasn't as funny, but looking back now it was funny. So this year um, in summer, we went, we decided to go on a little um, family vacation as a family of five for the first time and um so i've always been me and my husband both we love traveling and we are always like oh just because we have kids we can still travel we should still be able to do things and um so we decided we'll go to crete and um um, friends of us uh, had just gone to santorini for a weekend trip oh "Oh, it's so beautiful you have to go well they don't they don't have children So we were like, okay, yeah, that would be so nice. Let's do it. Let's take the ferry. Let's go for. A so day. your baby's how old at this point? She's she's only she's still only. Baby, she was maybe five months. Five months, yeah. So that's that's she tough five, traveling five with. Then a, 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 an almost three year old and a preteen. So um, we were like, let's do this. I really want to see Santorini. So we took the ferry for a one day trip, going um, on the ferry to the island of Santorini and then back in the evening. Kat, it was a disaster. (laughs) It was such a disaster. I wish somebody had filmed us on that trip. It was from the beginning to the end, everything like diaper blowouts, um a nagging teenager constantly hungry children tired didn't want to walk it was just i remember at some point we just sat down in a restaurant and just waited there until we could finally take the bus back to our ferry and back home to the hotel yeah it's just one of those aborted yeah this has not been a good idea this is not the idyllic uh yeah we just surrendered to to the fact that it just doesn't work. Santorini is a place for newlyweds or I don't know. Yeah. So you just, sometimes you just have to, to give into the fact that, as you say, being, being a parent, that's, yeah, we see it maybe as a sacrifice, but I'd say for every, every time it did work, there was also a time where it didn't work. You know, I traveled a lot with, with little toddlers and, and you just had to, as you say, surrender to it and, and just, rely on the kindness of others around you to exactly exactly and that's where it comes in so when we were so we were totally totally exhausted after this day and we then we we were just trying to get back on the ferry and that was a huge ferry and and a lot of people trying to get on that ferry and we had our bags and stroller and people were just running past us and and nobody really helped us with all our stuff that we had to carry on and as we finally got onto the ferry all the all the seats were occupied already 
And wow. I was just like, oh, now where, where should One we One final now? straw. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are we going to do now? And I was literally almost on the verge of crying. And then um, all of a sudden, this lady came up to us and she couldn't really speak English. I, I assumed they were Greek. And she told us that they're sitting in like a kind of like a premium area. And, um, and she just told us that she would, she and her husband would give up their seats for us to oh, sit down wow. there where we would have a lot of space for the kids and i that was just a, an act of of kindness just yeah. feeling so seen yeah you could finally sit down and just say right put this behind you and was, yeah and hopefully so since great. then there have been other memories of being able to go and travel and and see some sights as, as the kids have uh adapted i mean i guess it's 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 that process isn't it when you have a new baby everybody's got to adjust you know it's not just um yeah. you yourself but the whole family dynamic changes so drastically absolutely yeah i think i mentioned it earlier to you um before we started the recording uh, for me personally i think going from two to three children was very challenging yeah maybe because there are only two parents but three children you're always outnumbered <laughs> always outnumbered <laughs> But we still, um, we, we will still travel. I think it's also about like, that's something that we always promised ourselves to, to give to our children. And um, like you said, I think sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Just you just gotta- Try on error. Keep going with it and yeah, and, and take lots of deep breaths. And, and as you say, surrender to it. And then, and then know that there are people in this world who see you when you're struggling and will lend a hand, you know, picking up buggies. And yeah, I, I love seeing things like that because it's always just so heartening when people see you. Exactly. And then maybe one day I'll be able to to give back, you know? Yeah, oh, for sure, for sure. Then my children are are grown and then you see somebody struggling with little children, you're like, I've been there. Yeah, <laughs> I I, and I, I mean, I've, I've got a beautiful story about, um, there was a stewardess and uh, I was getting quite stressed out because one of the babies was howling and just, I think had an ear infection, it turned out. So it was sort of, mm. you know, obviously very painful. And I was kind of, I just, you know, I can't, I can't bear the fact that we're disturbing everybody on the flight. And mm -hmm. she, she just looked at me and she said, they were all babies once too. <laughs> and you were kind of like, yeah, I guess they were, um, you know, it was just yeah. such a nice way of putting it. It's like, well, they were all babies. Yeah, they should be able to get it. <laughs> babies and don't I, always do what they're told. And I do think for the most part, most people are usually understanding. I yeah. think it's us parents that feel like we need to make sure our kids are staying quiet on a yeah. flight and and all that. And it's it's us that are really nervous. Most of the time, the people around, they don't care. It's just quite relaxed. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, no, that's true. Now, I know you have a, a lovely story about the music that you played at your daughter's birth. birth. And yeah. and hopefully that's the music you're going to share with me for the playlist. Yes. Yeah, it's uh, it's called um, "Wake Up Everybody" by the Melvin brother Melvin Brothers and Ted featuring Teddy Pendergrass. Yeah, so this is like a it's an old soul song that um, so my husband we really like listening to like soul music and um, we uh, my my husband created like a playlist um, with a couple of really nice 
songs and we used to play them all the time um, on the weekends when we were having breakfast with the family and while I was pregnant and we would listen to the songs in the car driving somewhere and this um, specific song um, wake up everybody was like my favorite song or right. our like we would always sing along and just a beautiful song just a feel good kind of song and um, when I was planning on um, having the home birth I told my husband oh I want I want you to play that playlist as I'm in labor because yeah. it's familiarity it will make me it will calm me down it will make, make me feel good and so he played that song, uh, the, that playlist in the background um, while I was laboring in <laughs> in a, a big um, bath um, tub. And um, the moment my daughter Malia was born, um, this song came on. Oh my goodness! Oh, that gives me goosebumps. That yeah. is just so beautiful. Wow! Yeah. Wow! So she just and entered this world being serenaded by a song that means so much to you that's just yes. yeah and it, it really is it's a really special moment and I think that tells the story about what it is you do for people how you help them to maybe create a similar sort of experience for themselves in yeah. that, that which it should be a magical moment you know it is just such a precious moment isn't it when you're sort of handed a baby and yeah it, as you say it's 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 so transformative, even if you've already become a parent before, even if it's your second child, you know, it's, it's there's something just unfortunate about it. Um, yeah. Incredible. Yeah. It is. It is. Oh, what an amazing memory to have. So, yeah, I will be adding that song to the playlist. And, uh, oh, it's just, I think, I think the work you're doing is so important because, as you say, it is a conversation that, in some parts of the world, we're having it, but I still feel like there's ways to go. And there's so many people have a very uh, matter of fact experience. As you say, it's a very sort of medical experience around birthing. And I know my little sister is about to have a baby in February. So I'm hoping that just being able to share this wisdom with her and, you know, the fact is that it, it's not necessary to, to necessarily work alongside you directly because you share so much of your your experience and your wisdom just on your Instagram feed. And, you know, I, I, I sometimes just hop over there just for a little baby fix because you've got <laughs> so many beautiful photographs and yeah, it's such a lovely space to just feel that sense of calm. It's just Thank amazing. You. So what would you say, Christina, is the piece of wisdom that you would add to the collection for my audience? Well, I mean, we've already talked a lot about um, intuition on this um, yeah. podcast, and I, I think this is really um, kind of what I what I would tell um, people in general, families, and especially uh, pregnant um, pregnant women that there is really this ancient wisdom that we hold within us. Yeah, there it is. It is there, and we all have it. And um, yeah, just dive into that, trust that. Yeah. And also um, that it's, it's really worth it to um, address our fears around childbirth and to challenge a little bit that kind of like belief system that we have, yeah. because it is, it's, it's, a, it's a really interesting journey. When we really dive into that, it is, it is mind blowing what we can learn along the way. And um, I wish more of that wisdom would be shared with women along the way. And yeah, 
Well, you are certainly doing your very best as a mission. I think it's such a beautiful one. And it's so informed from your own experience, which is why it's so valuable, I think. Um, so, yeah, I'd just like to say thank you so much. Anyone who wants to follow Christina, you can find her. It's the Intuitive Mama Coach on Instagram, and she has a beautiful website. I highly recommend if you're either pregnant or have just given birth, it's just such a lovely space to be in, just to really, as you say, tune into your own wisdom around these things and, and perhaps not measure yourself so much against other people, which is such, yeah. such valuable advice, really helpful. True. Yeah, yeah, I love that you say that because um, I, I get asked that question a lot, like, how was your birth experience by my clients? And I always tell them, I can share it with you, but usually I, I share it once they have given birth. Yeah. I mean, technically you can go on. I am very, like you said, I, I share it on my Instagram and everything. You can find it, but I always tell them it's not about my experience. No. It doesn't matter. And, yeah. and also it's not how I, how I would ideally give birth doesn't mean that that's the way you have to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But what you are doing is helping people to explore the options and perhaps what that does look like to them rather than this sort of image that we have been fed in a, in a lot of movies and uh, yeah. yeah, sort of taking those preconceptions and perhaps challenging them a little bit, which is such important work. I would definitely say that I, I consider myself a birth activist. I've always, yes. I've always been a little bit rebellious yeah, <laughs> even absolutely. as a child. And, um, and I think, I think that's, uh, yeah, that's what it is. Challenging um, the system a little bit. And yeah. To the benefit of everybody at the end of the day, it is to the benefit of the mom, to the benefit of the babies, you know, it's, it's really helping people have this really positive experience from childbirth, which is hopefully what it should be. Absolutely. Well, I'd love to thank you, Christina, for joining me. And I know, I know it's been a real challenge to find the time and I, I'm not surprised that you are run off your feet with three kiddiewinks and a business to run. Um, but no, I am so grateful to you for joining me today to share your wisdom. Yeah, I'm very grateful that you invited me and it was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much. And thank you for the work that you are doing. I love your podcast. I love listening to it. Um, so many beautiful stories and um, it's amazing. Thank you. No, you're welcome. And uh, yeah, I'm just so, so pleased to have you as part of the collection. So anyone who wants to find out more about Christina and the work she does can find all the links in the show note to her website, to her Instagram. And as I say, if you're in that zone of young parent or about to give birth, it's it's just a magical space to to really find all the tips and advice that you you need. Fantastic. Thanks for joining me. Thanks so much to Christina for that fascinating conversation. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. And if you want to keep in touch with Christina, you can find her at Christina Lewis on LinkedIn. Her website is theintuitivemamacoach.com and there's links from the website to her Instagram feed at the intuitive mama coach where she shares all her advice and tips on motherhood and parenting 
Something else I'm getting really excited about is a little company called Turtle Doves. It's a British design and manufacturing company that repurposes and reuses old cashmere and turns it into beautiful new garments, fingerless gloves, wrist warmers, ponchos, as well as the most ridiculously cute baby booties. You can even send them a jumper that's been munched on by the moths. And if they can use it, they'll send you a pair of fingerless gloves in return. There's something deeply satisfying about knowing it hasn't all gone to waste, even if the hole is right in the middle at the front. How do the moths always find that spot? If you're looking for an adorable keepsake baby gift, it's well worth taking a look at their range at turtle-doves.co.uk. And, and, and something else that's had me completely hooked is The Tourist, the BBC's answer to Long Dark Nights starring Jamie Dornan and Shalom Bruno Franklin. It's like Tarantino guest wrote a script for Line of Duty and they all shipped over to Australia to film it. It's gripping, funny and so well executed. I can't remember the last time I was so impressed by a BBC production. I didn't want it to end, but even the ending wasn't a disappointment. So there's a couple of things there to go and check out. I'll link to all of them in the show notes, along with all of Christina's details. And the only other thing I need to do is to say the best of luck to my little sister, Anna, as she has her baby, hopefully in the next couple of weeks. How exciting. And if you have any suggestions for guests you'd love to hear from or hear featured on the show, do drop me a note. I love, love, love hearing from you. Thanks again. Bye now. Thank you so much for listening. There are almost a million podcasts out there to choose from, so I really appreciate you for choosing this one and spending your valuable time with me today. If you found it helpful, I would be truly grateful if you would rate and review it as it helps others to find us. And if you haven't already, you can hit the subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts to be sure of getting every episode sent to you. You can find all the resources we talk about and more about my guests in the show notes over at collectivewisdom.podbean.com or you can find me on Instagram at collectivewisdompod where I'd love to hear any feedback, suggestions for new guests or comments that you have. I'd love to hear from you. And if you're interested to know more about how my coaching can help you, you can find more about that on my website at catpreston.com. Thank you so much for joining me.